but I believe God's got a word for us today. We're going to continue on in our series, Emmanuel, God with us. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You're holy and mighty. We give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Just got one quick scripture here. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. God, we love you. We worship you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Matthew 1, verse 23, and here it is. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is this, God with us. Why don't you turn to your neighbor before you're seated like we did last week and just tell them, hey, God's with me. And then you can turn to your other neighbor, tell them as well, declare it. Hey, God's with me. Praise God. Can we just give God one more hand clap of praise? Why don't you just lift up your voice for a moment? We love you, God. Thank you for your presence in this place, God. God, I was a wretch. I was a sinner, God. But thank you for your grace and your mercy that found me when I was at my worst, God. When I was a sinner, God, you decided, you chose to die for me. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise God. Life has a lot of things to do. In life, there's a lot of things to do. There's a better way of putting it. But most of the things that you do in life are more fun when you do it with someone. First of all, wait. It's so good to have my mother-in-law and my, and my, my great-grandmother-in-law. <laughs> Not great-grandmother. That's my kid's great-grandmother. And my aunt-in-law. It's good to have family here this morning. I just want to recognize them, honor them this morning. You know, I, I've got to be careful what I say behind this pulpit. Uh, about four weeks ago, I talked about grumpy old men, and I told you all how I used to tease my dad. And then he showed up, you know, the week after. And then last week, I was talking about in-laws coming for Christmas, and, and now my in-laws here for church. Praise the Lord. I just got to be careful what I'm saying. <laughs> But in life, there is a lot that can be done and be accomplished and all the fun things you can do. But most of the time, when it comes to doing things in life, it is more fun when we do it together. Um, whether whether you're, you're hanging out, you're, you know, we can talk about the Tigers. I know no one wants to talk about the Tigers right now. Hey, they won the basketball game. But... But it's more fun when you have somebody hanging out with you. And, uh, and, and really, if you're, somebody's like, hey, I've got a ticket, well, who's going? No, no, it's just you. You're like, oh, that's, that's weird, right? Like, I don't know about that. Um, but whether it's an event like a, a game, whether it's a concert, or, or, or maybe going to your favorite restaurant, it is always a little bit more fun and enjoyable when you do it together. It's kind of, in some ways, a little bit awkward if you go out to eat by yourself. I mean, it's one thing to drive through drive through by yourself, but to go into a sit-down restaurant and, and, and say, a table for one, please, the, the waiter's like, are you sure that you're, no one else is, no, I'm sure. But, but when you are in a group, it can not only be more enjoyable, but 
sometimes the things that you're willing to do, um, you know, that, that bar will raise a little bit. Uh, do we have any roller coaster lovers in this place? A few. Oh, cool. And the other half of you are like, I'd go if that person was with me, right? But you're not going to go on the roller coaster by yourself. But, man, if somebody was there to get on the ride with me, well, then maybe I would go. Growing up in Canada, I used to travel on the weekends. We'd go north to Muskoka, which was about an hour and a half, two hours north of, of Toronto. And there were these incredible lakes with all these cliffs. And we used to jump off the cliffs. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. I mean, I know I seem crazy at times. And I might be crazy, but I'm not dumb, okay? And so I would always, I'd go, I'm not going alone, but I'd let somebody else jump first, right? If they make it, then hey. And so it was a little bit more fun together. And so you've probably heard the old saying, right? If your mom or dad got on to you, well, so-and-so was doing it. And they're like, yeah, well, if so-and-so is jumping off a bridge, would you do it? And I would always say, well, if they jump first, then maybe. Um, <laughs> if they survived, my chances of doing it just went up a little bit. You know, curiously, that's not the answer mom or dad wanted, but it's sometimes what they got. But there is a power with doing things together, being with others, even if it's just one other person. You know, we were made to live in community. We were made to do life together. And I believe it is a vital part of not just being human, but being a strong Christian is to have a community of believers that you hang out with, spend time with, and gather together with. There is a power of community. I mean, Scripture tells us where two or three are gathered together, right? In his name there, he'll be in the midst of them also. But we know, and that's the importance of a local church. It's because, you know, I, I, I might need a little bit of strength that I don't have in myself. And so I'm going to, if I can claw my way, drag myself to church, maybe just being in the presence of other believers, I will get just a little bit of encouragement. I will feel the presence of God with my brothers and my sisters, and I will get what I need in the presence of God and other believers. Just being a part of the body. Psalm 133 and 1, it says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Deuteronomy, they'd say one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. It's a, it's, it's, it compounds. It's exponential. But there is a power that comes when we do life together. Up until this Christmas season, we've had a sign in the lobby that says we are better together. And so we truly believe that around here. Can I tell you, it's important to reach out to people, even in this room, to cultivate friendships and relationships that go beyond just Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings. It's important that you connect with people in this room. If we are going to be a, a thriving, healthy, growing church, it's going to happen because you and I decide, hey, I am going to connect with somebody for dinner, for coffee. I'm going to make sure that I, I speak not just to the people that I know as friends, but I'm going to reach out and get a little uncomfortable and make a new connection this week. 
God made us to live in community, to build healthy and godly friendships. But what happens, y'all? What happens when we feel alone? Because as good as everything I'm saying and as true as it is, and you can all nod your heads and applaud and amen and say, man, I'm so happy to be a part of a good and growing and healthy church. I'm pumped about it. But what happens when all those feelings aren't there? And all of a sudden you feel alone. Maybe it's something to do with your past. Maybe in the past you felt abandoned. Maybe you felt rejected. Maybe you're walking through a season of abandonment or or rejection. Maybe you're walking and facing some conflict and adversity. Maybe it's grief and loss. Whatever it is, there are times in life where it feels like I've got to do this alone. And in facing some of these situations, it can be really hard to feel like anyone is there for you. And it's when we are alone at, at night and, and we are, are faced with these overwhelming emotions and knowing that, yes, in, in theory, I have friends at church. Yes, in theory, I have somebody that's praying for me. But why, right now, does it just feel like it's just me? This morning, I want to let someone know that the promise that was declared to us in the birth of Jesus is that he is God. He is Emmanuel, God with us. I'm telling you, even when you are facing your loneliest moments, God is with you. He's with you through the struggle, through the abandonment, through the rejection, through the conflict, through the adversity, through the grief, and through the loss. Our God is with us. He's with us. And and if you have Jesus and you're like, I don't have a whole lot, but I've got Jesus. Can I tell you this morning, then you have everything that you need. Jesus is all we need. And he's with us. It can be hard and difficult at times to recognize that, but, but that is the truth. That's why he came to this earth. He he spoke it all through the Old Testament. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then when Jesus came and through his name alone, Emmanuel, God with us, he was saying, hey, I am making that promise permanent. I'm going to be with you through it all, through, through those relational issues through those financial situations, through those ups and downs of life, through those mountaintops and valleys, when you are at your bleakest or when you are at your brightest, I will be with you. Can I tell you, as a pastor of this church, I'd love, I would love to get up here and tell you that every one of the members of this church, every time you struggle and every time you have a down day, there will be someone in this church myself included, that will reach out to you and we will text you, we will call you, we will bring you a hot meal. I would love to tell you that we will never fail you or let you down. But I can't tell you that. Why? Because we are human and and we fall short of the glory of God. And there are days where you are going to want to rely on somebody and they will let you down. That stinks. 
But that is not who our Jesus is. See, man and women, we may fail you, but our God, he will never fail you. On your toughest days, he will be there. When you are just wanting to scream and pull someone's hair out, poke somebody's eyeballs out, you can call on the name of Jesus and he will meet you in just a moment. And there are times, there are times where you are going to have to go through some things alone. That, that, that's, listen to me here. There are times where God's wanting to grow things in you and through you. And he's going to put a calling on your life that is for you. It's not for everybody. It's for you. And so that means you are going to have to go through some struggles, go through some pain. You are going to have to endure some things because he's put something inside of you that he's trying to work out. You look at Peter, Matthew 14, 22 through 33. You've, you've, you've read this story before probably or heard of it before. But it, all the disciples at Jesus' discretion are sent across the sea and they, they, they come up against the storm. And the scripture tells us that all of a sudden, in the midst of this storm, Jesus comes walking on the water. In the midst of this situation, Jesus shows up. And if they had not cried out to him, scripture tells us, he would have just kept walking. It's like, man, Jesus, like, what you doing, man? But they cry out, hey, Jesus, hey, you over there, what, what, are you Jesus? What's going on? And Peter has a moment. That is so powerful. He cries out to Jesus and he says, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. What's so powerful is Peter recognized this is a moment for me and for Jesus. There's a storm all around us. I don't know how this is all going to work out, level out. But what I know is that if that is Jesus, I want to be near him. And he says, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. He doesn't say, hey, bid all your disciples to come. If it's you, bid us all to get out of the boat and walk to you. No, no, no. He says, Jesus, this is a moment for you and for me. And I want to embrace the fact that there is something special that you want to do. And Jesus just tells him, come on, Peter, get out of the boat. And so Peter takes that calling for Peter and he gets out of the boat and begins to walk on water. There are going to be times in your life where you are called to walk where no one else is walking. You are going to be called to a level in your spiritual walk. And you're saying, Jesus, why do I have to walk through this? Why do I have to endure this? But what if you could change that language and say, Lord, if this be for you, then God, walk with me through this situation. God, I might feel like nobody else is around, but God, if this is the calling you've placed on my life, then God, I want to do it with my shoulders back, my head up, knowing that you are the one that's called me to this situation powerful it's not always fun being alone but there's something very powerful when we recognize i'm not alone jesus has called me to where i am 
And he is Emmanuel, God with us. He will walk with me even when the waves start to crash. What's so powerful, Peter, Peter, he gets out walking on the water. First of all, that is just mind-boggling. That's mind-boggling. I, I, if you weren't a kid that tried walking on water, you missed a little piece of your childhood, okay? But, but you can still enjoy it maybe next summer. But Peter, he, he walks on water. God calls him out of the boat, starts to walk on water, and then in the midst of walking on water, this mighty miracle that's happening, his attention wanes from, from Jesus to the surroundings that are coming against him. And he begins to sink, and, and while he's going down, Jesus, he grabs him by the hand. He cries out, Lord, I need you. Lord, save me. And Jesus reaches down, picks up Peter, and together they walk back to the boat. It's so easy in the world that we live in, especially being American, to trust in our own understanding. We have so much information at our disposal. We have a lot of, of financial blessing at our disposal in America. We, we've, we've, got, we've got a lot going for us so that we can think that I can do this on my own. I don't need anything or anybody else, but can I tell you, Jesus is calling in this place, saying, I want to be with you through it all. Quit leaning on your own understanding. Trust in me. Lean on me. Know that I've got the best for you. I've got a future that's bright. I, I, I want to forgive you of all sins. I, I want to see your life transformed through the baptism, not just of water, but also of fire and the Holy Ghost. But God wants to move in your situation. And really, it's when we're alone where God many times does some of his greatest work. So if you're facing some situations right now where you're saying, man, I feel really lonely. It might be time to turn up your listening just a little bit and saying, God, what are you trying to speak to me right now? What areas have I not trusted you in the past, but Lord, you're, you're, you're wanting me to trust you now. The winds and the waves, the trials, the adversity, the, the calling, the purpose he has for you. Can I tell you, it's for you. And sometimes that's hard to kind of wrestle with. It'd be easier if God called all of us to do the exact same thing, right? And then we're like, here we go, arm in arm. But God has a calling for your life that's a little bit different than the calling he has for my life. And so you are going to have to walk through some things. You might maybe heard the old saying, new level, new devil. But if you want to go to another place in God, there's going to be some stuff that you are going to have to combat. That you are going to have spiritually have to fight. That you're going to have to grow into what it is that God's calling you. And many times that means that you will have to draw away and feel that lonely feeling. But Emmanuel, God is with us. If we could all stand in this place. I wish there would be some people in this room today. 
Maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence speaking in other tongues. If you want to be filled with the Spirit of God, can I tell you, you can be filled with His Spirit in this service today. But what I wish in this place is that there would be a number of people that would speak the words that Peter spoke. Lord, I'm, uh, there's a whole situation going on around me. There's storms that are coming against my life. But Jesus, if it be your will, I want you to bid me come to you. If it be your will, if you've got purpose in all of this, God, I'm going to trust that you do, then I need you. Oh, God, I need you. If you truly are Emmanuel, God with us, then God, I'm going to trust you this morning. 